Hello everyone, this is Dan Figella here with Tech Emergence where we interview entrepreneurs, investors, and researchers in the domain of emerging technology and we've been digging into a number of different interviews in the domain of augmented reality. We're going to be moving into virtual reality as well, but today I'm lucky to have someone on the line who's working with one of the only AR companies, I'll bet, that's over 10 years old. And that's Mr. Track Lord, uh, who works as the head of marketing in the U.S. Uh, with Mateo Incorporated. Uh, Track, how are you today? I'm doing well. I'm glad to be on the line. You know, it actually wasn't until we were uh, in our pre-recording phase here where I knew or where you had actually told me that Mateo's been around for over a decade, which is quite some time. You've been with them for three years now, so obviously you have a pretty good picture of what's going on on the ground floor. Um, one topic I'd really like to delve into first here is, you know, the, the topic of augmented reality still sounds a bit far out for many folks. Um, and they're not exactly sure kind of where, where is it being applied or how is it making a difference or where is it being used in day-to-day in -day life or in business life today. And I wanted you to be able to kind of take the floor as to where AR really already has some traction. Of course. Um, thanks once again for, uh, for having me here. Yeah, of course. I apologize for some background uh, noise. It's all good. <laughs> well, I've, I've done a bunch of these. So long as I can hear you, I'm happy, man. Yeah, can't 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 tuck yeah, can't can't tuck it in a in a suitcase. Yeah, exactly. And even um 
more sort of uh, uh, more importantly, you can't just set one of these up uh, once and say, okay, that's, that's it. Um, basically, the fact is, if you if you're setting up a, a, a robot arm in the factory, you don't want it, you know, high-fiving another robot arm in or in person. You know, these are things. So in order to make yeah. Okay, that's a fascinating application, yeah. Sounds like a company that would build something like that. of B2C, we're talking about B2C applications, and is this really where we start talking about bunnies and newspapers, as you would colloquially put it? Yeah, exactly. Got it. That's that's cool. Those are, those are the things we like to do, but even when we, uh, we embark on kind of a more, uh, I guess, marketing or 
Wow. It, it, it continues to shape the perception of that average technology user and average consumer, uh, their perception of augmented reality. When you do something just, you know, kind of groundbreaking and helpful, something like the IKEA catalog, that helps the industry because suddenly you have people saying, oh, I understand exactly why we need visualization technology. This works perfectly. And you have people that don't even use the app. They're saying that, you know, you, you watch yeah. the you watch the, the, the blogs and then everything. Yep. And if people are saying the same thing over and over again, they say, okay, that, that makes total sense. Versus, once again, Bunny in the newspaper has no overarching value to anyone. It's just a gimmick. It's just another, you know, neon sign yep. uh, Got it. Okay, and, and obviously for, for a company like yours, you really want to see the aggregate. You, you, kind, of, you kind of want to rise with the tide. I know Mateo uh, provides sort of a, a platform and software development kit in, in the AR world, so it clearly helps if people understand, hey, this isn't just a somewhat humorous addition to some form of digital marketing that crosses over with physical reality. This is a tangible additional benefit to the world if applied properly. And that's sort of, exactly. yeah, yeah that, that's what you're looking for. So, um, okay, I want to go into one quick question about uh, the current application before we move into where things might be headed AR-wise in terms of uh, what people can expect to see more of outside of the, the bunnies. Um, is uh, You'd mentioned the industrial domain where things are, where, where we're dealing with, with technical uh, components and, and leveraging visualization technology. Um, what's another interesting application um, of of uh, of AR in that world, like like a solid tangible uh, example that someone might someone listening in right now might not be familiar with, but there's there's some worker with a hard hat and goggles, and he's doing blank, and we don't know about it. Yes, of course. Uh, so there's there's an actually an uh, experience, I guess, or, or a sort of ecosystem that we've had built up and installed in Volkswagen as of October of 2013. So to give you a little bit of background uh, before I start the experience, um, Volkswagen recently uh, released uh, to the public in Europe um, the XL1 concept car. And that car gets around uh, 300 miles a gallon. I mean, it's crazy. How oh, that's, much, that's, how that's, that's way better than my car. Yes, it's a little bit better. Um, I'm sure, I'm sure. It, it, yeah. Just a, just a tad that's better. Yeah. So the thing is with this, there may be, you know, anywhere from like, you know, a, a couple thousand in production and maybe a few hundred at this time in October that we're driving around Europe. So yep. as Volkswagen, they faced a uh, sort of a, a quandary, which was, do we as a automotive uh, company go out and train every single uh, mechanic for every single garage that services Volkswagen to maintain this car when may very well never see this car. The other caveat was that because the XL1 is such a uh, you know, kind of like new, new technology, new kind of engine, all sorts of new automotive stuff, it definitely required uh, training. And, it, and someone, this couldn't just drive in and someone could say, oh yeah, I know exactly what to do. Uh, this is definitely a highly specialized automobile. So how do you then make sure that the driver is driving the XL1 service at anywhere, you know, it could be someone that lives in um, Geneva, but uh, took a road trip, of course, it's going to be 300 miles a gallon, you're going to drive something right here. Yeah, you're going you're to be riding that bad go. boy for a while, yeah. Yeah, you're going to say, let's go to Milan, let's go to Paris, you know. Like, let's go to Florida, I'm yeah. Let's go to Florida, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, I'm going to ensure that uh, those drivers, you know, wherever they are in Europe can actually get 
Yeah. Well, the, of course, the solution is, well, we can't, we can't basically train every single person ever, but these are, of course, already highly skilled laborers and technicians and maintenance professionals. So the issue is basically how do we get them the information that they need? And the solution um, developed sort of internally by Volkswagen as well as Mattia um, was what they called the MARTA uh, application, and that stands for Mobile Augmented Reality Technical System. And it's very simple. You know, all the mechanics know what an XL1 looks like. So as soon as an XL1 drives in the garage, they uh, grab an iPad uh, that has a, an application. Specifically for it, they point the iPad camera at the car, recognizes the car, and it starts overlaying the regularly scheduled maintenance instructions. Um, you can uh, raise the hood uh, and then look at the engine. And once again, it starts, you, know, you say, like, okay, where's the regularly scheduled maintenance? Well, here is this part of the engine. Here's this part of the engine, and overlay this directly on top of the engine, the car, the tours, the wheel. Yeah, that's wild. Uh, yeah. And visualizes all the information. Actually, that, that video is available online if someone, uh, maybe your listeners, want to uh, check it out. Um, all they have to do is basically Google Volkswagen Marta, and the RTA augmented reality, and it should be uh, one of the first videos that pop up. And that's currently in use by Volkswagen uh, in every garage in Europe. That's fantastic. That's one of those things where like, the worker, you know, I don't know if they wear a hard hat in the car garage. <laughs> yeah, they might not, but I guess just what a worker looks like in my head. Yeah. Um, that's my so, visualization. Yeah. So, okay, fantastic. Yeah, and that, that is something that not everyone would know about, right? Because unless you've dealt with one of those vehicles, there's no reason that you'd, you'd have any idea that this is being used every single day to point out, it sounds like, pretty precise machine parts and explicit directions live yeah. over a visual screen. Yeah. Uh, cool. Okay. Fantastic. So, so that is a current application, and I, I myself, I, I definitely see uh, a lot of the application in the, um, the industrial uh, sector. I know there's some other folks working in that domain as well. We interviewed the founder of Augmate not all that long ago. I, I don't. I forget where they're. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, so I know they're working on a somewhat similar space in some respects, right? They're, they're, they're going to be applying things to the industrial domain, uh, folks with explicit directions for working on potentially delicate or complex uh, units, and, and they need that level of visualization technology. So that is a cool application as well. Now, um, clearly AR is moving forward, and much of what I imagine is possible on this iPad wasn't possible 11 years ago when Mateo got off the ground um, uh, when also iPads, as far as I know, uh, did not exist. So, um, w moving forward, we're we're looking at AR becoming more and more uh, useful, more and more a part of regular everyday experience. Where do you think AR will will make its its biggest leaps in terms of your average person sort of knowing what AR is and how it influences life? How will it cross over into pop culture and, and day to day life in the biggest ways uh, from your perspective, track? It's interesting. Um, I think it's interesting that you think about pop culture because uh, if you if you recall, um, there was uh, a Black Eyed Peas um, video 
housing companies called Suitably Will I Apps uh, developed this um, 360-degree music video. So when they filmed the music video, they actually filmed it um, from all angles so that it could be a 360-degree um, navigable experience. And so when you download the app, you you know you can actually turn around and see what's happening behind you or to the side. There's, there's different stuff happening kind of everywhere, and it's very experiential. But in the actual music video, Will I Am holds a uh, tablet up to like a billboard and see the little sprite version of himself pop out of it and run down into the city, um, which would probably be the most popular culture uh, reference and or um, you know, explanation of augmented reality. But of course, no one knows it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and so, it's also it's also sort of bunnies bunnies and newspapers to some extent, right? Yeah, exactly. It, it, it was a little bit of, but the thing is, that wasn't an actual augmented reality experience. That was true after effects, of course, yeah. video. But it was showing what augmented reality is, and yeah. we actually um, they used our degree um, technology to be able to do that. Out, which is pretty cool working on that project. But so uh, when it comes to popular culture, you know, who knows? Maybe you know, maybe someone in a reality TV show at some point in time uses this. Um, Technology and everyone catch on for, for your average person to know what is AR? How does it make a difference in my life? Where is it making an impact? You know, I, I know what a smart, I know all the cool apps on a smartphone and why it's important in my life. Why and how might AR be the same? Um, so maybe, maybe we can't predict uh, which reality TV show it'll be. Uh, and that's tough for me to rattle off because I don't know any of their names anyway. But, but uh, in, in terms of, in terms of some aware some of those bigger applications that you think, you know, we're developing. I know we had talked about battery tech and processor uh, capacity being somewhat hindrances to, to present AR. Once we start to go through some of these tech barriers, where do you see the bigger, uh, the bigger application of AR sort of crossover into day-to-day -day life? Do you think we'll get to a point where essentially everyone in industry working on machinery or what have you will will need and require some kind of AR experience in order to do their job as efficiently as everybody else. Maybe uh, you know, maybe it'll be something in the in the consumer sec sector where uh, you know, if Google Glass really takes off, then we'll all be able to see you know the map overlaid uh, of of where we're trying to walk to, and we'll see we'll see uh, reviews of the Chinese restaurant pop up on the door when we come close to it. Um, you know, w where do you think that that bigger sort of crossover outside of just you know uh, representing robot arms? Um, might might come about in terms of biggest traction and soonest. So I think um, it's a couple things. So as far as um, the time when people say, "Oh, augmented reality," that I want that. I'm not entirely sure if that is a at least from a bias perspective, a significant goal for us. Because rather than convince people that they need augmented reality, rather than just you know, just develop the experience that they can't. Yeah. Oh, that, well, yeah. That's the idea, right? I mean, yeah, nobody yeah, cares about smartphones. We care about what they can do for us. So, of course, it's functionality at the end of the day. I get it. Like from a platform perspective, no one really says. Like some people says that you know the average consumer is saying, "Oh, I need a GPU in my phone." You know, like, but, but at the same time, there are phones with GPUs and a certain purpose, and you know, these are sort of content-like drives that adoption. Um, 
Yeah, 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 yeah. They love it. Cool. Um, on that same note, you sort of already answered the question yourself. That kind of wearable computing dynamic where, uh, you know, you actually have a device that you can wear all day um, and you can use the camera as that sort of ubiquitous touch point to access and visualize the information. I mean, that's, that's what you're saying. That is the kind of holy grail, I believe, of computer business and augmented reality experiences. You know, being able to, uh, as you said, walk up to a, a, a location and instantly get information on it, um, to get things that you need, that you use for your daily life, the things that we already access from our smartphones. You know, if I, here in San Francisco, I want to know when the next bus is coming, you know, I don't have to walk out to the bus stop and uh, check the time. Yeah. Yeah, big time. Okay. That's, that's a huge area. But that, of course, is with the caveat of you know, better devices, better hardware, yeah. better, uh, better chipset. But all that is happening, anyway, right? We could, we could literally sit here in our office and do nothing. And those nothing things, those factors will improve, whether you care about it yeah. or not. Exactly. Yep. Okay, solid. So, um, uh, yeah, and that's uh, that's actually a rather apt way of putting it. I think product information is is an interesting uh, idea for an overlay, and and I would definitely agree with you as well that sort of in industrial, there's so much room for for things to potentially catch on. Um, before I even ask a little bit more about Mateo, I know your website's pretty simple, Mateo.com. For folks that want to see what you guys are doing on more of a, an R and D side, including some pretty exciting stuff in in sort of thermal touch and other elements of AR. Um, where do you go when you want to stay up to date on AR? You know, every now and again, these types of stories and innovations will get covered on the tech crunches of the world and whatever else. But where where do you go personally, podcast wise, article wise, news wise, video wise, if you want to stay abreast of this domain? So it's funny because. Right now, Mattia has the, uh, the, uh, the most widely read on their reality blog um, on the internet, but which I, of course, 
That was a very important question for me when I first started doing this because, of course, just getting into augmented reality, I needed to figure out, you know, when people were talking about it, who we were writing about it. And uh, I would say, one, uh, just if you have a Gmail account, set up a Google alert for the term augmented reality. Uh, if you use any kind of uh, Twitter like, dashboard tool, kind of like TweetDeck or yep. Hootsuite, just start a column that says augmented. Don't worry about the hashtag because, honestly, when people say augmented, I was expecting um, the surgery yeah. to be honest, but that's that's good to know that I can simplify it that yeah. way. It's super, super simple. And, and the funny thing is, like we talk about like the, the tech crunches and the school that running on augmented reality, that's usually me. It's usually me. Fighting and, uh, fighting to get your content in there, right? Well yeah, not just content. I mean we I did a, we did a few guest posts for uh, like a like companies like Venture Beat where we basically write about the industry in general and talk about it sort of like from a thought leadership perspective, what's going on, what needs to happen, bring in, you know, we did it for Nashville, we did it for Section B, we did it for Media Post, uh, we did it for E Times recently, and like, those are things that we, we sort of like do on a regular basis just to make sure that people know that, you know, it's not just funny on newspapers anymore, it's um, <laughs> tracking heat signatures with a potential wearable device that can turn any, any service into a touchscreen. It's uh, accelerating uh, augmented reality on a chipset so that you can get 6,000 times faster uh, initialization, basically just opening up a, a window to the digital or virtual world with your device. It's no longer, no, no more processing time, no more waiting time, no more loading time, it just happens. Um, and of course, reducing battery consumption by around 80 to 90%. Things like that, it's, it's letting people know that there are these visualization solutions that you, know, you don't have to use uh, an instruction manual visualizing information directly on top of the product, directly on top of the system. These are the ways that you know, we try to educate people about technology. Um, as far as as far as a specific place to learn about augmented reality, there's a um, sci-fi author slash blogger, his name is uh, Bruce Sterling. He has a um, a blog on uh, known sort of column and wire called Beyond Beyond. And uh, of course that's a good place to, to get started where you can teach them to regularly uh, post stuff, you know, sometimes once or twice a day, seeing the new augmented reality stuff that we find cool. He's, people have called him the prophet of augmented reality. I'm not sure if he likes that name or not, uh, <laughs> but people throw it around a lot. Solid, uh, okay. I think he's, he's, a, he's, very, he's very plugged in he's been, he's been watching augmented reality and visualization like, for a long time, so he's a great resource. Um, other than that, you know, it's funny. Not a lot of people specifically talk about augmented reality. Oh, there's one more. I gotta, I gotta plug my friend uh, Joe, Joe Lampola, who runs a uh, podcast site called AR Dirt, uh, and that, that's that's basically like he he built that up because he saw the, uh, the benefits that augmented reality potentially law enforcement. He's a police officer, so he started blogging and doing podcasts about technology. That's a great resource. Wow. Um, augmented. Augmentedreality.org is a sort of new kind of consortium that uh, is being built up. They have a lot of, uh, you know, basically they, they aggregate a lot of the, um, the stuff that's going on in the industry. And of course, um, people should subscribe to the Augmented Blog, which is augmentedblog.wordpress.com. Um, that's where, you know, the title blog is about the industry, about what we're doing. And actually, every Monday,
days, we do an aggregate list of links of what we think are kind of the coolest things happening in the industry outside of whatever Mikhail's doing. We Got it. show you like the, the pick of the week. We show you, you know, sort of like the stuff that's going on in research and other projects. But that's, that's a great way to get started as well. You can basically go to that blog, augmentedblog.wordpress.com, play in the, like basically search the term weakest, as in week, W-E-E-K-E-S-P, on Fantastic. Okay, cool. Yeah, and you can create your own dashboards, as you had mentioned, with uh, the Google Alert or, or leveraging TweetDeck, but it's always nice to have some other resources, too. So, fantastic. Um, track. Th thanks a ton for being able to share the knowledge and be able to tell us sort of where you stay up to date as well, because I know everybody wants to uh, figure out better ways to stay plugged in, because this stuff is often, as you had already stated, not, not uh, aptly covered. So, um, thanks a ton yeah. for being with us here today at Tech Emergence. All right, you're, you're very welcome, Dan. Thank you for having me once again. Hey, thanks for tuning in, guys. If you're an entrepreneur or a future thinker uh, with an interest in businesses, transitions, or technologies that have the potential to alter human potential, then make sure you check out techemergence.com. It's our main blog site where you can see all of our other interviews with uh, top startup leaders, uh, entrepreneurship experts, and folks in the domain of technology, cutting-edge emerging technology. Uh, if you have a particular interest in how technology can affect the future of human consciousness and our conscious experience, and be sure to also check out sentientpotential.com. There we explore a lot of the ethical considerations and really serious moral matters of emerging technologies, in addition to interviews with great philosophers and technology experts of our day. Uh, more than anything else, always feel free to reach out if you can find us via email. Um, you can reach out to us there or whatever other way. Find us on the blog. Be sure to drop comments. We believe that the serious uh, conversation about the future is not only open-minded, but also interdisciplinary and multifaceted. So we'd like nothing more than to be able to glean your ideas as well. Um, so with that being said, with the best of intentions for a brilliant future, this is Dan Fagella signing off. And we'll see you next week. <laughs>